This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Welcome to Hope and Health. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, and today we're continuing our series on hormones. If you missed earlier episodes of this important series, I highly recommend them. Today's episode is brought to you by our online course, Hormones. Understand and balance your hormones naturally. Just go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. This 17-session course is only $19.99 and includes $30 in bonuses, including a discount on hormone-related treatment at our clinic, where we serve patients from around the world. We appreciate you being here with us. Tonight is a really power-packed show. We're going to talk about, of course, another surprise hormone. We're going to talk about, obviously, the supplements that we have, and especially we're going to highlight, again, the importance of sleep in just a moment. Um, have a really cool perspective for you tonight, and then we're going to talk about in the last section of tonight, in our spiritual section we call it, we're going to talk about a passage in the Bible that talks about healing. Is it all about physical? Or maybe there's more. We'll answer that question and much, much more tonight. Let's begin right now. And this idea of this concept of health, and as we know, Satan's biggest destructive scheme is to get us thinking about things of our body that's going wrong, like illness, right? Uh, Yes, and completely distracted from Mm. the path that the good Lord has for us in our lives. It's amazing how we are today in this world. Everybody's focusing on sickness and death. and Scared uh, scared to death. Scared of dying. Imagine that as a believer, scared to be dead. I just can't imagine that. But we're going to really, obviously, hammer home these foundational truths once again, like we always do. Um, You know, do we get tired of saying it sometimes? Yes. But does it get tired of mentioning? No, because it's very foundational and very true. We say these over and over again, and want you to really quick just understand there are seven pillars, once again, of wellness, and those are? The first is nutrition. Nutrition is at mm-hmm. the top of the list, and we can't say it enough. In fact, I did an interview with somebody today about this thing called the United States Dietary Association, or USDA, uh, and they were asked me what I thought was really good about the guidelines yeah. and how I thought it related to, to health. And I said, well, it's not really health when the majority of their guidelines are inflammatory. And inflammation is the precursor to chronic sickness and disease. And unless we're paying attention to this uh, concept of nutrition, again, remember, we don't do diets. We really have to learn how to have a good, healthy relationship with our food and what's on our plate. And the majority of that needs to be fresh and raw, good, whole, clean food. Fork curls. Mm -hmm. Have a good relationship. What's at the end of your fork? Because that's 85% of your long-term outcome how good you're going to feel in the second half of your life. You know, they call it the golden years. The golden years, right. And uh, <clears throat> They do. They do call that. You can make it the golden years. You can make it the rust years. Or you can probably make it the platinum years. I don't know. Whatever you choose to do, it's really on you. That's, that's right. The next one up is? Sleep. 
you got to get some rest. Uh, most people don't sleep enough. They make excuses on why they can't. We're going to show you tonight how to eliminate those excuses and talk about how to fix it. Yeah, well, and sleep is necessary for mm-hmm. recovery. Uh, sleep helps your body detoxify, clean itself up, and mm-hmm. get ready for all to have all of the energy that you need for the next day. The next runner-up is stress management. And Ooh, I tell you one. what, I don't know that I've seen a higher stress titer uh, in the office, in the clinic, uh, with patient care than I have seen in mm. even the last month. It seems that stress is on the rise. And yeah. we have to learn to have a different perspective about this stuff that comes in through the eye gates, the ear gates, the smell gates, the taste gates, the touch gates. We have to perceive that differently so that we can take different action in our lives so that we don't live chronically stressed out. That's true. And today, like never before, people are threatened with job loss, et cetera, mm-hmm. because of various mandates that may or may not go into place, and some have, you know, indeed. So this is a big-time deal. Uh, we have to deal with this stress management. Number four is this idea of movement. We need to move more, sit less. We won't talk a lot about exercise, but the bottom line is find something you like to do and do it more. We've had many, many discussions upon exercise. You can go back and look at previous episodes and re-listen to those things if you want to get into that. The next one is DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid. And believe Mm -hmm. it or not, DNA, what's in the center of the nucleus of your cell, helps drive cellular processes to even make these things called hormones that are secreted by endocrine glands in your body. So the topic of tonight, we're going to talk about an extra special hormone or another hormone uh, on the list. And at the very core of it, it's all formed by your DNA. Big time. And DNA has been a much discussed topic today because we know that there is such a thing as messenger RNA or mRNA uh, modifying uh, vaccines that are out there. And that's not a controversial topic. That is what they do. Uh, what is controversial is, is that right or wrong? And what does it do, you know, to us long term and short term? So that's that's something we'll probably spend an episode talking about at some point in time soon. Uh, we've talked about hormones. We're going to jump in the middle of that tonight, continue that discussion, and finally wrap it up with this idea of peptides. And we'll be on those several weeks because there's a lot of peptides out there that you probably don't know about. Um, Just by way of understanding again, in those seven pillars we talked about, there is an overarching theme or overriding theme that is called emotional and spiritual health. You've got to get those things right because the majority of these physical manifestations of disease that we face today in our world are driven by emotional and spiritual brokenness. And just by way of a quick review on the hormones, um, as Dr. Michelle said, there's something called cholesterol. Cholesterol is this waxy, fatty substance that forms the backbone of these hormones that we see. And the hormones um, are formed primarily beginning in the mitochondria of the cell. So the mitochondria is where the ATP is formed. So inside the mitochondria, you have this conversion of cholesterol to this hormone called pregnenolone. Pregnenolone then goes in multiple directions and yields the production of other hormones, including the hormone we're going to talk about tonight. But we have a lot of hormones here. Let's kind of go through that list real quick. It's a, it's a whole bunch. you know. As we know, hormones are these chemical messengers that really um, sort of carry messages around the, the system. This is called the endocrine system, and these hormones are 
from the endocrine glands. So we've talked about a bunch of hormones at this point. What are some of these important ones we've discussed already? Well, and we've we've talked about them kind of in a story fe- format where, you know, insulin, the blood sugar hormone, mm-hmm. uh, if insulin is around too much, too long, too strong all the time, it keeps us in a fat storing state. So we have to really control the carbohydrates, the amount of carbohydrates, the type of carbohydrates that come into our system. We have to manage that with movement. And then, of course, if we get too stressed out, our body will also produce sugar that produces corti- or produces insulin in response to this hormone called cortisol that's yeah. secreted by the adrenal glands under stress. And then, obviously, as we start to gain weight from too much insulin cortisol, we get this hormone leptin increase because leptin is secreted from the fat tissue to say, hey, guys, to the brain, I have extra fuel to burn. But if the brain gets too much of this leptin signal, it can affect the next hormone, which is the... Thyroid. Thyroid, right. The body's major metabolic hormone. It helps you burn fat. It helps Mm -hmm. you move your bowels it keeps your skin moist in addition to of course a couple of the other hormones that we've talked about it also keeps your hair growing it keeps your eyebrows from getting thin it keeps your nails from cracking so thyroid is a very important metabolic hormone and we know as stress goes up as weight goes up as thyroid becomes dysfunctional the body gets more stressed and the adrenal glands which are supposed to not just make cortisol they're supposed to make dhea dehydroepiandrosterone but if we don't get dhea made we begin to have brain fog and bone loss and fat gain more so dhea is a very important hormone it would be called like the sex hormone producer The next one in line is estrogen, also known as the female sex hormone. It's what gives women the majority of their female characteristics. Mm -hmm. Now, estrogen is so very, very important for so many things. One is including is the brain. Estrogen and serotonin are married, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So if estrogen starts to decline, the body stops uh, having the capacity to make an adequate amount of serotonin. So when menopause starts to come on board, here Mm -hmm. comes that thing called depression. And instead of the majority of medical providers providing hormones, we usually say, oh, well, here is your medication. They provide an anti, prescribe an antidepressant. Now, there is no such thing as an antidepressant deficiency. There is such thing as a hormone deficiency. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Hormones go directly in line with your body's ability to make what's called neurotransmitters. These chemicals, these uh, neurotransmitters, these signaling molecules that help brain function, help you stay happy and help balance your mood. And then tonight, we're going to focus on the hormone progesterone. It's known as the mother hormone, and you'll explain why that is in a moment. But just to keep this in in sort of in line, we know cholesterol creates pregnenolone. Pregnenolone comes down and makes progesterone, and then it kind of can go in a couple directions from there. If we're under a lot of stress, the progesterone will all sort of shift, or we'll get a shift towards more cortisol production. If we are not under stress, we'll get a shift towards more of these sex hormones produced. So the the progesterone, if you will, is kind of like a fork in the road. It doesn't work like that exactly, but that gives you an idea. So 
tonight we're going to talk about the mother hormone in regard to this fork in the road, if you will. So talk about some of the characteristics of the progesterone. Well, progesterone, the mother hormone, of course, is made in the ovaries, mm-hmm. and it's also made in the adrenal glands in female uh, female patients, yeah, female right. individuals. Female <laughs> persons <laughs> like female her. Female persons. I had to be a little careful about that because of the, the direction the world is, is going oh today. Oh, my so. gosh. <laughs> It took me just a second to make sure I was languaging that correctly. It also... I'll, I'll address that. What is your pronoun? Never mind. Don't even answer that, question. Answer that question. Just leave that one alone. So progesterone <laughs> helps to prepare the body for sleep. Good deep sleep. So when progesterone levels start to decline, <laughs> guess what happens? We stay wide awake. Uh, progesterone also helps the body balance the cortisol cycle. As Dr. Yeah. Mark mentioned, yeah. when the body gets stressed out, it starts to steal this hormone progesterone to make more cortisol. And then we start to decline in the ability to sleep. Progesterone also protects the nerves. It protects the uterine lining. So oftentimes if there's uterine bleeding, mm-hmm. the progesterone levels are not sufficient. It's not stabilizing the uterine lining. So we have heavy bleeding. We have uh, fibroids. We can even end up with excessive amounts of endometriosis if that hormone balance is not adequate or optimal. Progesterone also aids the fat burning process, mental mm. processing, and it's an anti-anxiety hormone. That'd be important. So one of the things that starts to creep in is that little anxiety when progesterone levels are low in the tank or being mm-hmm. um, drawn off with that hormone called cortisol, the stress hormone. Keep in mind if you're a lady out there and you're in probably the mid-30s on up, you probably already had a decline in progesterone or a complete loss in progesterone. And when you have that, you're going to have higher anxiety, higher fat gain, uh, less sleep. So pay attention to that, get it checked properly, get it addressed properly. As we know, and we've talked about this a lot, there are things out there that we do in the in the diet that are both good and bad for the formation of hormones. And of course, if we if we eat these things called the inflammatory foods, which you see right now on the screen, these things are certainly going to yield the lack or lowered ability to produce these hormones because inflammatory foods create inflammation. Inflammation is going to yield cortisol. And we know too much cortisol is going to become the, the problem over time. And people are gaining fat on cortisol. And we saw the as the beat goes on. So these <laughs> inflammatory the foods you want to try to avoid. There are also the anti-inflammatory foods and kind of talk about those, um, you know, kind of uh, as an overview of what those really are and what we're trying to do with that. Well, we know the anti-inflammatory foods is uh, really what the good Lord makes. And yep. Those are things that um, uh, walk on the land, mm-hmm. swim in the ocean, uh, or have a mother, so to, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, quality proteins, the words that we look for are organic, grass-fed and grass-finished, free-range and wild-caught. Then in terms of our oils or our good healthy fats, you're looking for monounsaturated fats like olive oil, olives, avocados, nuts, and seeds. You want to pick your low glycemic fruits that meet those fruits that have the lowest 
sugary content and then eat, yep. you know, a serving of them instead of eating the whole bag of them. Oftentimes we forget to measure mm. our fruits and then that in and of itself can become a problem, especially if we have blood sugar issues. So those are things like apples, non-ripe, semi-ripe bananas, yeah. berries, blackberries, blueberries, boysenberries, cherries. Um, then there's the low glycemic, non-root, non-starchy, above-ground vegetables. Anything green, broccoli, kale, Brussels sprouts, uh, arugula, asparagus, and the list goes on. These yeah. are anti-inflammatory, non-disease causing to everyone, young and old, all the time. It's really important to get going on a, a good nutritional protocol. And that's why we created uh, multiple plans. We have plans that last 40 days, some that last 120 days, some that go on and on and on. And uh, all those are available for you. Um, one of the best ways to sort of kickstart yourself is the uh, the 40-day reset plan, which mm -hmm. is really a hands-off plan. There's that's a great. detox kit on there. Um, all your supplements are supplied for you. You have uh, meals supplied for you through a two-week detox kit. Uh, we tell you what to eat, how to eat, what to eat from, and provide a good amount, two weeks worth, really, of meals for you in that. So that's just a self-contained plan. You yeah. can see it for yourself. It's very good. It works every time. And I had someone reach out today and say, hey, I lost 12 pounds on the 40-day plan. Pretty good. And I didn't even know who this person was. But if you want something to give yourself a kick in the backside and the 40-day plans for you, there it is right there, sherwood.tv forward slash 40, and it will work. Remember, there's a two-week detox in there. There's a detox supplements. That's actually three supplements into one uh, through little pill packs. And then we give you 28 individual meals within the two-week detox kit because it's two shakes a day and one meal more or less. And then we give you a meal plan guide for the rest of the time along with a whole supply of uh, vitamin D and K like we have, omega-3 fatty acids. And then we use these special drops called homeopathy that help make the liver work better to pull out mm -hmm. fat. That's kind of cool. And they hold muscle tissue and they help you with cravings. Now, how cool is that? It's all in that one plan. There you can find it at Sherwood.tv forward slash 40. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So if you need a good plan, you just need a good hard restart. That's the place to go. Yep. Sherwood.tv forward slash 40. Hope and Health is brought to you today by our online course, Hormones. Understand and balance your hormones naturally. Hormones get blamed for various symptoms and they get too much credit as a fix for ailments. Just go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. Here are just a few areas we cover in 17 sessions of this comprehensive and practical course. Symptoms and causes of hormone imbalance. Cortisol, the stress management hormone. Thyroid, the metabolism hormone. DHEA, the sex hormone producer. Estrogen, the female sex hormone. Progesterone, the mother hormone. Testosterone, the male sex hormone. And restoring hormone balance. Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. Tonight's perspective, we're going to talk about the answer to the question, is it worth it? Look, in this world, we have a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of chaos, and obviously a lot of fear being broadcast. Uh, many times we want to give up. We want to quit. I get that. I do too. 
Um, a lot of times I'll get so tired of encouraging people and trying to keep the hope going, the hope dealer, you know, the hope dealer thing. I want to keep that going. But it gets tiring. It gets overwhelming. And many times uh, we all want to say, the heck with it. I'm tired. But the question I always ask my mind, myself, is it worth it? I have to answer that question. And eventually, I circle back around through all the tough times and all the miseries and all the question marks. And I come up with one answer, with one word only, that word being yes. The Bible talks about the value of this idea of the question, is it worth it, in Hebrews 3.13, chapter 3, verse 13. And it says this, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Let me break this down just very clearly. Encourage one another daily. First of all, encouragement. That's the empowering or giving courage to someone else. How do you give courage to someone else? You tell them you can do it. I encourage you right now, right now where you are, to write down a name or mentally put down your name or grab your phone and write down a name and send somebody an encouraging text right now or call them or send them an email and say, you know what? I believe in you. Encourage them. And when you encourage them, when you empower them with that word, be obedient. Many of you out there know that I will text you occasionally and say, be encouraged. I'm doing that to encourage you, to empower you. And most of the time, there's a lot of power that comes back by doing that. So we're going to encourage you to wonder how often? Well, it doesn't say weekly. It doesn't say once weekly. It says daily. Some people need that more. I will tell you from one encourager to hopefully another, I appreciate encouragement. Many times my wife and I, we give out so much, we don't think about ourselves too much. And in that process, I've learned to appreciate when somebody will reach out and say, hey, Mark, you be encouraged. So I encourage you to be part of the encouragement daily process that will become circular over time. So we're going to encourage one another daily as we go forward, as long as it's called today. Why is today special? Today is special simply because of this. Yesterday, we can't go back and redo that. That's history. Tomorrow, well, we don't really know if it's going to be here or not. That'd be called a mystery. But we have today. Why is today special? Because today is a gift. That's why it is called the present. So we're supposed to encourage each other daily. Because today is the most wonderful gift of all, called the present. Why do we do that? So if none of us, so that none of us, will be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Sin's deceitfulness tries to get us off course and get us focusing on anything but today. Get us focused on anything but encouragement and anything, of course, upon each other. When we get focused off of today, away from encouragement, and away from encouraging each other, we fall right in the trap of sin's deceitfulness. And when we do that over and over again, we become hardened to it all, and it doesn't become important anymore. So the more hard our heart becomes, the less we will encourage, the less we'll think about other people, the less we'll think about doing it today, the less we'll be thinking about sending anything to anyone as far as a text message or a good, well-wished email or a phone call or visiting them in person or doing something nice for them. So this word in Hebrews 3.13 says a lot in just a few words. The question again before us is, is it worth it? 
Well, the answer has to be always yes, because as long as we have today, we have a moment, a time, a window called the present where we can encourage someone else like you. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to take heart that Jesus is Lord of all. And even though we might have some hard times, he will definitely show us through those hard times. As the Bible says in the 23rd Psalm, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And so that's in part. But the bottom line is, I'm going to walk through this valley, this valley of fear, this valley of anxiety, this valley of uncertainty. But I'm not going to stay there because I've got the great shepherd to walk with me. And he's going to lead me through the valley of the shadow of death. Therefore, I will fear no evil. So I don't have to fear this. So I don't have to fear Satan's deceitfulness at all. I can keep going and going and going. And the answer, is it worth it? It's always a big fat Y-E-S. Tonight, in our final uh, segment, we're going to talk about the way Jesus heals. Many times we think of him opening blind eyes, you know, straightening out crooked arms, raising the dead, um, you know, healing the, the, the lame person. But it's more than that, much more than that. Let's have a look at a passage of Scripture that is found in Matthew, which is one of the Gospels, chapter 8, verse 1 through 4. This is a unique healing process, and I want you to notice a couple of dynamics. And as we set this up, I want to ask you a question. Are you in need of healing? Or do you know someone's in need of healing? I'm talking about, in this case, not just physical healing, but also emotional and spiritual healing. Do they go together? And why do they go together if they do? But do you need healing tonight? Do you need healing in in some area? In any of those areas? Or do you know someone that does? I'll venture to guess the answer in both questions is probably yes. So what does the Bible say in Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 through 4? When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he Mm. said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. And Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show Mm. yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now, it's interesting in that whole passage there. First of all, let's talk about the disease leprosy. You you, mm. you probably know something about leprosy. Yeah. Talk about leprosy. Is it lepr- contagious? <laughs> leprosy is very contagious, and it's not something that you want to catch. Is it more contagious than COVID? <laughs> as much or more contagious yeah. than COVID. Um, so this is one that if you touch it, just touch it, you, you will get it probably, right? It's very, very hard to treat. Yeah. And so these people were losing skin, boils, nastiness, just a horrible condition. And they were segregated outside of the camp because they were told that they were contagious and were going to harm everybody else. Kind of sound familiar, doesn't mm. it? So it Jesus actually has something to do with the relationship, first of all, many points here to discuss. But he has a relationship with those people that are outsiders, those people that are cast mm. out, those people that are Good excluded, word. those people that are aced out because maybe they haven't been vaccinated. Just the thought there, right? People that are aced out because but they what just... What that natural immunity? Yeah. And in this world, we miss that. So understand that Jesus is here 
And people followed him. They wanted what he had. Uh, what did he have? He had God, clearly. He had the Holy Spirit. He had God all in him. And where God's presence is there, he is healing. We need to remember that, first of all. So a man came and knelt before him who had leprosy. So can you imagine the crowds? They're probably mm. going, they're, everybody's probably running off. <laughs> ah, you know, here's a leprous Looking man. Back with a stare. And Jesus is not running off. Jesus is right there. He's right there. So if you feel like you have an incurable disease, where do you need to go? To Jesus. Jesus. Now, did Jesus violate social distancing with this one? Absolutely not. He reached out his (laughs) hand and he touched him. He touched him. Did Jesus wear a mask? I don't even know that they knew what masks (laughs) were back in that day. Did Jesus have a leprosy vaccine? Uh, no, we still one, don't have a leprosy vaccine. Yeah. So clearly this is a disease they don't have a vaccine for. That's the point, right? So Jesus actually exposed himself to this virus intentionally. Why? Or this, he did it because he was not scared of what anything in the earth could do to him because he was secure in who he was. Mm. We both have been created in the image of God, and therefore we have the immune system that God put in us. The immune system we have is the same one that Jesus had. I'm not saying go out there and willingly touch people with lepers. If you do, you need to have your faith in alignment. I'm not saying you shouldn't either, but I'm saying the bottom line is that Jesus did touch this leper, and after he touched before him, the the man came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing... Okay, first of all, he called him Lord. I think that's the key point. You got to recognize who you're dealing with. If you don't, if you want a healing, you got to recognize where your source comes from. Lord, first of all, acknowledgement. And then if you're willing, you can make me clean. He didn't say, would you please make me clean? He said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. So there was, he acknowledged who Jesus was. He acknowledged his supreme authority. He acknowledged his ability to heal. Yeah. And he says, if it's your will. Now, many times I don't understand God's will. I don't. His ways are higher than my ways, and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And both of us combine, period. And we're pretty smart people. But the bottom line is, we need to understand that the Lord can. The Lord can make us well. And sometimes, In this earth, it is his will that he makes us well from maybe this incurable disease, perhaps, because he wants to bring glory to himself, right? Not himself as far as to brag. I'll get into that in just a moment. But in this earth, we represent the creation that he made in this earth. So it's pretty powerful to think about that. So let's go on and and look at the second. So after the leprous man said, Lord, acknowledgement, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And so that was an acknowledgement of Jesus who he was. He just already said it right there. I know you I know you're the you're the son of God. I know you can heal me if you want to. And then he reached out his hand, Jesus, and he said, I am willing. In other words, I want to do this for you. Um think about this. Do you think your father wants to do good things for you? Absolutely. Um, if you believe yes, then probably it would be his will to heal you. And he said, be clean and immediately, not after some time immediately the leprosy was gone. And that's a powerful statement because this is something that didn't go away instantaneously. It wow. took some time. That's why they had to be segregated outside that camp until, and if they got well, then they had to come back and present themselves with, a, with an offering and a sacrifice to the priest to say, can I come back into the house? Or can I come back to the camp? I had to show myself 
clean, and then they were allowed permission to get back in the herd, you know, back in the in the fold, back in the community, if you will. This is an interesting passage, and Jesus said, don't tell anybody. Why would he do that? Because he knew what was in the heart of man. Mankind would acknowledge him and wanted him to be that uh, a famous celebrity preacher. Mm-hmm. Kind of think we have those today, don't we? Oh, a few, yep. They want acknowledgement. They want recognition. Mm-hmm. They want to be famous. And I'm not knocking people's individuals. It's in the heart of man. We want to that uh, notoriety, uh, if you will. We want that fame. Mm-hmm. And look, let's stop at a moment. Jesus says, now I'm not looking for fame. I just want you to be well. So that's why he said, don't go tell anyone. Because he knew people would come to him, hey, you're that famous guy. And they want to be close to him because he's famous. And all he wanted people to do is be close to him because he was broadcasting what his father's will was and who he was. So it's interesting that when Jesus is there, and I find this fascinating, that as the leper is there, probably everybody else is running away. Um, Instead of you know, warning Jesus, saying, hey, I'm unclean, I'm unclean, you can't, I'm just letting you know I'm dirty, I'm letting you know I'm unvaccinated, I'm just being silly with that one. The leper makes a statement of his faith in God, acknowledgement of who Jesus was and what his ability was to do. And in response to this, Jesus did heal the, the, the leper, of course. He ordered him to be healed, and he was. What is the significance of the Jesus healing the leper? Well, the significance of Jesus healing the leper is that Jesus is your PCP. He He's is. the primary healer. Yeah. He's the man in the white robe and not in the white coat. And we need to lean on him, mm. lean into him, trust him, and believe in him like never before. And we have kind of stepped away from that mm. belief system. And not just the belief system, but we've stepped away from the action of, you know, putting God first. We just expect that if we go to the altar, we Hmm. can eat like garbage and go to the altar and be healed. However, that is not how that works. We have to take the action in our healing. Now, Jesus didn't just heal the leper of the outer skin disorder. He healed him of the inner unclean disorder. Mm. When he said, be clean, he was also saying, be clear. Mm. Or be forgiven of your sin. That's good. That's the most important thing to understand. When Jesus heals us physically, he also heals us spiritually. When he heals us spiritually, he also, in a sense, heals us physically. And we also, by the way, get healed emotionally. So Jesus is a complete healer. He is a healer who can heal us physically very easy. But the most miraculous thing about his healing is when he says, be clean like he did this leper, that we can be clean on the inside. And he who's being forgiven like that has yeah. going to acknowledge that so much. And it's it's interesting that we look at First um, uh, John 1, 9, that um, if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins. And I think that's a powerful thing because uh, Jesus wants to forgive us first and allow healing to be coming after that. Sometimes he heals people to bring uh, attention to his glory. And sometimes... Yes. He heals people with the intent to forgive them their sins. So it's it's both at one time. And I want us to really acknowledge that. So the question we had at the beginning of this section was, do you need healing? Are you in need of healing? And do you know someone that needs healing? I would suggest that that encompasses mm. everybody in our viewership tonight. Yes. So just like Jesus, 
let's acknowledge who he is. Let's acknowledge that he can. And when we do that by faith, we can acknowledge that his ability is there to bring us healing, both physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. I should have said all physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It's important. Our God's a healing God, not a part-time healing God, full-time healing God. Miracles are very much in vogue today. We need to begin to acknowledge those once again, acknowledge God for who he is, and realize that he uses people today, disciples like you and I, to manifest the same healing that he used to touch this leper. Is he calling you to touch lepers? Is he calling you to pronounce cleanliness and healing on people? He might be. He might be giving you the gift of healing like this. So don't shy away from it. Embrace it. And we hope that you will walk healed and be clean, just like this leper walked healed and was clean. And we hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Pretty good, huh? Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Hope and Health. The name of this podcast is Hope and Health for a reason. With simple, consistent changes, you'd be amazed at the results we see in patients every day. There is hope for you. Give your body the healthy food it was created to enjoy, and it will thank you. The same goes for what you feed your mind. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our newsletter at Sherwood.tv to stay positive in a negative world. And remember to enroll on our hormones course at Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones. It includes a free ebook and a $20 discount on hormone-related treatments. If you don't live near our clinic in Tulsa, that's no problem. We treat patients from around the world. Thank you again for listening. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv. 